Now Nick Jackson on doing the back. What is that? Gummy bear. Gummy bears all over the ring. Joey Ryan, the spirit of the gummy bears. What an idiot. Come on, man. Save, I don't care. Save Candace. Gummy bears are stupid and delicious. Welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. We are sitting here on a Tuesday night. Tuesday! Uh, couple weeks after X16 and after the Royal Rumble. And I looked at Kat and I was like, we have way too much shit to talk about that we shouldn't really wait much longer to record. I mean, granted, the original plan wasn't to wait. It's just life happened. Life happened, basically, we... Okay, let's talk about when life happens for us, though. What that usually means is we intend to record on a Sunday, but we're so sick of doing shit that we start watching Sons of Anarchy at, like, 10 in the morning, and then we go, oh, shit, it's bedtime. Yeah. That, that's what we mean by life sometimes. Well, not It's just life that, around we have, that. We have a lot of things going on yeah. within our families and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in, in other news, in case you didn't know, this podcast stands firmly behind Cancer Sucks. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, there's been a lot emotionally going on and it just makes it hard to sit down and... Have we recorded since... I don't think we have. Okay. Um, have we really not? I don't, I don't know. If we didn't we mention have, it on the X16 show. we never addressed it. Okay. Basically, um, we've just, we just keep going through the ringer. Um, we've gone over all the cat stuff. Well, I don't, I don't even know if we went over mine original, like, like event one. Where's event one start? Thanksgiving? Yeah, no, we did because that's when we used the first backup episode. Okay. That was Scoot and I talking over NXT from... Three years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. I, you were down in Louisiana. Yep. And I was like, all right, guys, so this is what's going on. Life gets in the way. Uh, this happened. Correct. And here's a backup episode. Enjoy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that we did talk about that and the stuff with Cat's dad. Then just life in general just keeps finding ways to fuck with us. Um, my grandma passed away. And I'm not going to tell a ton of stories. Most of y'all probably saw it on Facebook. But the one I do want to tell on this show, because I feel like it matches the message of the show. Does your head hurt? Okay. Um, It matches the message of the show. There was a year I wanted to throw a Super Bowl party. It was the year I got back from Illinois. It was me and the guys from town, and the economy sucked. And we were all sitting around doing nothing. So it was kind of a... Last hurrah of being an early 20s person. I was like, okay, after this party is when I'm going to grow up and get a job and, you know, figure my life out. And it was kind of across the board for everybody that was like, all right, let's have this one big last blowout, get hammered party like we're in college, and then let's figure shit out. Well, we didn't have anywhere to do that because all my friends were living with their parents. I was living with my parents. We didn't have any friends still in college. We were like, well, shit. Uh, Huh. 
don't have anywhere to watch Super Bowl and get hammered. I went home at like 10, 30, 11 after trivia one night because we went every week at the time. And Grandma was always sitting there when I got home at the kitchen table sipping coffee from that morning because that's how she did her coffee. She drank it not just Damn. not just all day, but all day and to, into the next day until my dad snuck behind her and poured it out and gave her a fresh cup. Um, and she did that till pretty much the day she died. Yep. And uh, so I came in and I, we were just chatting and I told her we want to throw a Super Bowl party. But we didn't really have a venue and we didn't, you know, there was only like seven or eight of us. We weren't going to like rent a place or whatever for seven or eight of us. Well, at the time she was living with my parents and uh, she had an empty house still that she intended to go back to. The cable was still on, all the stuff was still there, the beds, the sheets, the fridge, everything was still on. And she was like, well, I have a nice big empty house sitting over there. And it had been late. I had had a couple of drinks. I didn't think I had heard her correctly. And I'm like, wait a second, are you offering your house for our Super Bowl party? And her exact quote was, Doug Deer, go and ransack the place. So, there are lots of grandma stories along those lines, but that sums her up to me, that she she was about people having a good time and doing the things they enjoy. She didn't give a shit about wrestling, but she always just wanted to know how our friends in the wrestling world were and stuff like that. So, she will be missed, um... It, it, yeah, it, she it went away. She was definitely a bright spot. Yeah, and she. I, I loved her and she loved me and. She was about little stuff. She was about, yeah, she you was, could bring her a weird little hippo from some shop and she would just love it to pieces. Yeah. Or a green vase that isn't really anything special except it was made by Amish people. And she would just love stuff like that, so. One of my favorite grandma stories as of late her name was sandra she went by sandy and uh this actually happened right before she died yeah like three days yeah (laughs) right before she died um doug and i went went to go see her in the hospital and uh your mom was there and she was real in and out of it at the time and so doug and uh his mom and i were all talking and grandma kind of stirred so your mom asked her if she was okay, and she didn't really respond. And so, when when you're in the hospital visiting someone and they don't really respond, you kind of just answer for them. Yeah. Um, and so your mom goes, "Are you fine and dandy?" And grandma just perks up and goes, "No, I'm fine and sandy." Yeah. And then just lays back down and goes back to sleep. <laughs> no, what? And a lot of people thought I was crazy because I was going up there every night, but. When she was conscious, she was there. She was there. She was still her. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because she would realize we were there, yeah. and she would light up. She like, definitely left on her own terms. Yeah, and that's good. Um, Cat's description she came up with, and my whole family agrees, is that literally at any point, my grandmother could have ran away and joined the circus, and it would have made perfect sense. It really would have. It, it's just who she was. She was all about just 
travel and seeing plays and doing what you love and uh she that's what she wanted for everybody she also was a big giver to charity um if anybody with a semi-decent cause basically in her mind that was anything non-religious and non-republican um (laughs) anything with a semi-decent cause she'd send them a couple bucks and then be fascinated at all the shit they would send her back yeah she was the type of person who would get charity stuff and send their stamped envelope back to them and say, hey, I didn't send you in mo- any money, but I didn't want you to lose the money on this stamp, so here, have it back. Oh. Like, it, she was insane. She um, is what I would like to call a needle bird. I mean, a needle she bird? Would, yeah. She was just... <sighs> She's kind of that grandma that you, everyone wishes for. Yeah. Not in the way that she, like, baked cookies and had... But she know, did back in the day. Lace doilies and stuff. But just she had these great stories. Yeah. And... And it was funny because she couldn't remember what she had for breakfast. But she could tell you about a bee that got in the car in 1945 in Austria. <laughs> and you're like, the hell? Like... Apparently, she almost got arrested for, like, international suspicion of terrorism because there was a bee in her car one time. That sounds grandma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she was just a, she was a fascinating, yeah. wonderful woman. They, my, my mom's parents had been a lot of places and seen a lot of things, and they always had stories. That's what, that's what I associate with mom's side of the family. Like, I love dad's side of the family. But that's they're boring. <laughs> no, they're not boring, but that's just not what I associate with them. They're a lot more traditionally Southern. Yeah. The family's been here for a while. They worked in mill towns. Everybody kind of lives together. We got a whole compound out in the country. You Don't know. say compound and Southern. It sounds like they've got, you know, child brides. N- no, but for a while... Several of Dad's sisters and his parents all lived within a few feet of I each other. But that I don't know what what do you call that when someone has a bunch of land and gives it to their kids and all the family lives right there. Creepy. No, it's not creepy. <laughs> it's, it's creepy. A lot of a lot of a country lot of people, people do, do it, it, and I don't like it. Like it, my, it it happened in my family. Um, there's one aunt and her children are all well. They're fucking crazy. Thank you. That's what I associate it with. Okay. Why? Well, I don't want my, I don't want my mom to be able to walk into my house at any given point. Yeah, true. Because we're that close. Like, it, it unsettles me. I know there are tons of people who do it and, you know, they're just really close-knit families. That's not... I'm not about that life, though. Yeah. So, um... But anyway, that, that's been part of why we've been so busy. And then I had a bunch of shit to do for work. And like I said, I'm not going to get into work shit. Yeah. But just... The it, camp it cancer up. sucks. Sandy did not have cancer. No. Um, but then... Sandy had spinal problems and was old. Let's... let's she, she lived a good life. Yeah. No, she, yeah. she did her thing. But she was old. Um, camp cancer sucks, though, is... One of... Right before we clicked record. <laughs> yeah. Well... It's been well, going on for a while, yeah. but a cousin that I'm quite close with. Close uh, enough with that I've never met her, but she's my friend on Facebook. That really but doesn't mean anything. It, it does to me. <coughs> I don't add people close I don't know. Close enough that she's never met you and she asks about you constantly. Yes. You know, we yes. send pictures back and forth and letters back and forth and 
Anyway, I'm really close with her. Um, and she had lung cancer about two and a half years ago and battled it, came back, was doing fine. Um, just recently, she has gone into remission and the cancer has spread and they're calling in hospice. So. Rem- remission's the other thing. That's when it goes away. I'm sorry. No, what she's whatever whatever it is when it comes back yes or when it spreads relapse okay her cancer her cancer has reappeared and gone through her which is like metastasized yeah, or something I knew metastasized but yeah um but yeah so her cancer's back and has spread and they're not expecting yeah yeah I came home and we were getting ready to record and eating dinner and stuff and. We got that news right before I clicked record, so sorry if we're starting on down note, but... But yeah, I, we've had a lot going on. Part part of this show, I feel like, though, is we're gonna be real. Um, things aren't always great. Things suck ass sometimes. And I feel like pretending like that shit doesn't exist doesn't help anybody. And Sammy is like, oh my god, I want to be on the show again. Hi, guys. Um, he is crawling all over Cat right now. <laughs> Tiny, tiny pause of doom. So, yeah, that's where we've been. Dude, um, how do you get so many Bibleverse? You know, we never, we never promised to be weekly once we got tired of talking about WWE for 20 minutes and then having nothing to say. On an so. upswing, though, I made the Dean's List last semester. Yeah, you did. Um, so that was extremely exciting, and yeah. I was really proud of myself. And your new semester first... starts, like, next week. Yeah, next Monday. So, I that's nice. Back. So, and you know, I know most of y'all are like, oh God, why would she not want to just sit at home and do nothing? Y'all have no idea how much she loves this shit. I like, I got through two degrees and at no point did I work as hard as she does on every sentence of every paper she writes. I think it's adorable. Um, I don't know if everyone would, but I do. And she, quite... she's super nerdy about it, and in the good way. I don't, I don't use nerd as an insult. I try to explain that to my kids at work all the time. And they just don't get it. And they're like, how are you not mad I'm calling you a nerd? I'm like, nerds are awesome. Nerds are awesome. But y- y'all know, y'all have heard Kat get excited about a spreadsheet. Imagine that times a million, and that's her writing a paper. When she's fascinated by a topic and gets... She'll find extra articles, like, more than she needs, and I'm like... Who are you? Um, I am really weird in that I'm super passionate about what I'm super passionate about. I'm like scrounging to get enough sources. You're like, oh man, I have so many sources. I got to narrow it down. I'm like, all right, you you have fun with this. I'm going to go sleep. It's true. I will have like 30 peer reviewed articles. Yeah. And you're all organized. And y'all, this is the craziest part. And I tell everyone this to explain how seriously she takes school. She reads every word of her sources. She doesn't do that old trick where you just read the abstract and quote it and no professor has ever caught anybody on that trick ever unless they particularly wrote the article. She reads every fucking word. All of them. All the words except like all the citations. And sometimes she even reads the citations to find more sources and goes and gets those. It's ridiculous. Well, thank you. (laughs) 
But that's why she's on the Dean's list, and I never was an undergrad. Yeah, so that, that is... I, I'm really proud of myself. It took a long time for me to get to where I am. Yeah. Uh, academically and, and all other Lees. So... I'm, I'm convinced, and we've probably talked about this before, but I think we do people a disservice by saying there's only one path to success. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm saying that as a special ed teacher, obviously, but I'm also saying that having gone through it, yes, I made it. Yes, I got my degree on the scheduled plan. Yeah. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready till my, three my years here. after I was done. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, uh, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. And hell, y'all, sometimes I'm still not ready. Like, if I went back right now, I'd be fucked. I definitely should have taken my gap year. I was not ready for college the way I thought I was. I can tell you at work right now, when I'm supposed to be doing something significant, I'm like, oh, I can just do this little thing, or this other little thing, or this other little thing. And the big shit never gets done until I'm just like, oh shit, it's due tomorrow. And then I just <laughs> sit down for six hours and do it. Yeah. Um, and this so. is the difference between Doug and I. Is <laughs> how I do everything. I'm still proud. I probably never told this story on the show. I'm still proud of my second English requirement was one big paper in undergrad, and I wrote it in two hours and got a 96 on it. Fuck you. <laughs> I was so damn proud of that. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I rock. But then I had to take a whole class. For my second math credit that I didn't need. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. But I took physics for the English major, so it was kind of fun. But then I had to take biomechanics, which is physics, except you make it about bones and muscles. Yeah. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a, a class this semester that, if I were just going to be a gen ed teacher, is Would a be great. really relevant class. Yeah. But when you're not going to be just a gen ed teacher, is a waste of yeah, time I because I have to take a specialized version of this class later. Later. Yeah, I haven't used much of what I got in that class either. So um, it's just, and it, it comes with a clinical, which means I actually have to go and have in field work with children. Yeah, and I love that, but I have to schedule all of that on my own. I have to work with the school, um, I have to work within my own schedule, and it. It's a lot of work for something that you aren't going to be able to use, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, but at least you'll get to work with the kids, so that's cool. Whoop, whoop. That was always my favorite part. I hated the, like, sit in class. I'm like, can I just go be in a classroom more, please? Um, hell, that's where I learned everything. Everything I'm good at at work is... The, the number one rule of teaching is you go, you can learn all the book knowledge there is... But the second you walk into your own classroom, it's throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Yep. And it is it is all trial by fire. Yep. And I mean, what sticks on Monday won't stick on Tuesday. Yeah. It'll be like it never stuck. On Monday, you'll be like, all right, we're progressing. Then on Tuesday, you're like... Oh, my God! You're like, these fuckers are idiots. <laughs> are you- what happened? You think you have a breakthrough on a kid, and he's working hard, and he's quiet, and he's respectful now, and you're like, yes! Finally! I, I, you know, you feel like, uh, what's his name in Stand and Deliver? Like, Jaime Escalante, is that his name? You're like, yes, I finally reached these keys. And then... Have, the next have, day they tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, and the next day they walk in and go, 
fuck you. And you're like, God damn it. Damn it. We were doing so much better. <laughs> we had a week of good. What triggered the fuck you? Um, and then you take the kid aside and you realize it's their home life and their life sucks and you can't really fix them. Um, remind me off air. I have something to tell you about. Uh, on, a, on another positive note, I got to go see the nephews for yes, you did. almost a week. Um, the one year old is super cute and talking now. A little bit. Still grunting. Yeah, but but I'm hearing words, but and it makes me happy. And it's adorable. Yeah, um, he gets so excited when I'm on Facetime. Yeah, that, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was my sister's birthday, so I got to go down there and spend that with her, and that was that was really nice. They're pregnant with baby number three. Yeah, so. I think we talked about that because you gave me the uncle thing and all yeah. that. Um, so that's exciting. So I mean, our life, while it has a lot of really shitty parts. Also has a lot of really good parts in it. Yeah, um, but both the but shitty the, and the good parts kind of make keep us, us busy. Yeah, which is why we don't record every week now. Um, I probably said this on the last show, but I have a plan I want to do this summer when I'm off that I'm real, real excited about. Um, that I think will be cool. I can't promise it'll keep up outside of summertime. But yeah, you you think I'm school nerdy? This is what you're nerdy about. Yeah, this this is what I'm nerdy about. So, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be fun. But anyway. All right. Yeah, because... to the wrestling. The, the number of times Kat and I have a conversation, and it's just, like, me throwing podcast ideas out, and she's like, babe, whatever you want to do, just do it. Just... We're really supportive of each other when yeah. it comes to the stuff that we're passionate about. We're yeah. like, look, if we can work it out, yes. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. All right. So... Uh, let's start with WWE, because it was a big, big week for them. Um, Raw 25 is where I want to start. This is all you, because El- I... Elvis sees demons right now. Yeah, I was like, is Elvis seeing ghosts? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's going? been attacking the corner a bunch over there. Sweet. Yeah. Well, let's hope they're Maleficent. What? No. What, what is Benign? That? No, there's a there's a beneficial, beneficent. No, there's a there's a word that starts with M, and it means. I don't know. Maleficent is that movie with Angelina Jolie, and is the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty. There's a. So if it's Maleficent, cool, because I would like to meet her because she's awesome. She's got a dragon. Yeah. Oh God, I'm having a hard time with words today. No, there's an M word I'm thinking of. Okay, well, if you think of that M word, tweet us at Sad Podcast <laughs> Vocabulary Lesson hashtag. Um, all right, so Raw twenty five. Cat didn't watch. Um, she was at her mom's, I think. So yeah, I think I was having to take her to the airport the next day. Yeah, so. but I can straight up tell you. I've been a wrestling fan for a long fucking time. I I watched the Attitude Era religiously. I watched before the Attitude Era religiously. I took a big gap, I will admit. But when you're talking about history, I know most of it. Yes. Um, Not in super detail, but enough to get by. Well, not only that, but you, you've even... You're so weird about it that you you've gone backwards and like restarted yeah i want to fill in the gaps i missed where i'm like when the hell did they feud and i'm like okay let's see this but i haven't done that in a long time i can't i can't get through the old wwe stuff lately i what i used to do the reason i was so good at it when i was lesson planning and it took me forever when i had much more detailed lesson plans 
I would turn on a pay-per-view in the background and work and pay-per-view. And then so I was getting through at least one a week. Gotcha. I haven't touched it. And I've been on the same one probably since right after your dad died. Like, I keep trying and trying, and I just can't do it. Sounds accurate for how our life is going, though. Yeah. Um, So anyway, Raw 25, I saw a lot of people who loved it. Um, They said, fuck you, young guys. This for us older fans. Raw, raw. Old stuff. Old stuff. I get it. Um, did Did I enjoy the Stone Cold McMahon segment? Yes. Did I enjoy the DX segment? Yeah. Very much so, really. I love DX. Just because they got you to say suck it as a kid. Yeah, because you could get away with crotch chopping at school and none of your teachers knew what it meant. Um, no, I'm sure they knew what it meant. Uh, most of them didn't. It meant, God, these kids have heathens for parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these parents let them watch wrestling. Fucking uncultured swine. Uh, anyway... So, I get it. I get what they were trying to do. But what was weird... Number one, I'm gonna bitch. And I bitched about it on Twitter like nine times this week. I'm gonna bitch about it again. Stop telling me who's showing up. Stop it. Would you like to smile? Yes. Would you like a Laffy Taffy quote? Sure. Laffy Taffy joke? A. Um, One of these, this person's a fucking idiot. Yeah. I will ask you, and then I will, I'm sure you'll be able to answer it, and then I'll tell you what they wrote. And it oh, just, Jesus. Okay, so what is a bunny's motto? Hop to it. Oh, no, but that's a good one. Yeah. No, they said, don't frown, be hoppy. Oh, my God. Bitch, it's don't worry. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that, that really You know what my dad's funny. favorite song of all time is? Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Which is so not him, though. It's really not, but... It's... But that's like his favorite song of all time. And this one is one of my favorite Laffy Taffy jokes. What is a cat's favorite color? Purple. Purple. Yeah. It's a good one. I like when kids try to tell me jokes, and then they're in shock when I get it right. I'm like, bitch, I'm 31. I've heard them. <laughs> I've read quite a few Laffy Taffys. Um, so anyway, back to Raw 25. <laughs> That's about how we feel about Raw 25, is Laffy Taffy is more entertaining. Um, If they had not told me Stone Cold was showing up, when that glass had hit, I would have lost my shit. If they had not told me DX was showing up, when Are You Ready hit, I would have lost my shit. Instead, I knew every single person that was coming. Every time they said anything. And then what ticked me off is they advertised a bunch of people just to march them out and wave at the crowd. When you do that with the Hall of Fame at Mania, that's fine. But when you do it during three hours of television, it's a waste of time. Um, I don't like that they were trying to juggle the nostalgia with a current show. It was insane. It didn't make any sense. There were some fun moments. I liked the poker game in the back where Bradshaw and Ron Simmons were just cleaning up on everybody. He Slater lost all his money. And he's like, but guys, I got kids. You know, that that was fun. But then they ruined it because they put Natty in that skit. I hate Natty. Yeah, everyone knows you hate Natty. 
don't um, think they understand to the extent that I hate that bitch. So, so I I don't understand why Raw twenty five was the way it was. They needed to pick a direction, and and, stick with and they somehow pick they picked both and neither at the same time. It was one That's of typically what happens when you pick two vastly different things. It was one of the biggest wasted opportunities I've seen from them in a long time because it had all these names, it had all these people watching it. So like my buddy Luke only watches wrestling when he knows people he used to watch are coming. And I get that. That's who he likes. So he watched the whole thing. But he didn't say it was good when it was done. Um, And like, okay, Stone Cold and Vince. I understand. Vince is an old man. And that was the promo he cut. He told Stone Cold, I'm old, you can't stunner me. Well, Stone Cold, of course, had to stunner him. That's Stone says, I don't give a fuck about your geriatric yeah. ass. And they let him flip flip things off and showed it. So I was proud of them on that. Yes! Um, yeah. But I There's was just, something so satisfying yeah, about. A good a middle good finger. And Stone Cold's posing on the turnbuckle, two middle fingers, is one of the most iconic wrestling images of all time. No matter how many times he does it, it's always iconic. But anyway... Um, he barely tapped Vince. <laughs> and it was shot badly that you could tell. So Shane took it like a fucking champ. Because he's just, Shane. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yes. But it, it bears repeating. I fucking hate... Vince's walk? No. You uh, do fucking hate do Vince's fucking walk. I do fucking hate Vince's walk. But this the douchebag walk is strong with him. This is a, the way they shoot things. I fucking hate when they do that rapid zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. Well, it's terrible. You know what it feels like? Did you ever used to watch, like, Beekman's World and all the, like, rip-offs of it that happened? On... Um... Okay, so Beekman's World was, like, a less polished Bill Nye. Oh, so yeah. instead of Bill Nye doing it, Beekman's World was like, it came on at like six in the morning. The it was half stoner, but it feels like this is Beekman's World being wacky. Whoa, whoa! Look at look at them coming right at the camera. That's what it feels like when yeah, they do I hate that. It. it doesn't. It doesn't make the move look cool. It just looks shitty. It's like and then, witchy. And, and then it gets worse because as they're going the whoa. They cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And all of them are doing it. And you're like, oh my god, I'm going to throw up. It's like a 13-year-old th- was given a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, kids! Yeah. Also... And they do they- it enough. It's not like they're hiring shitty camera people. No. It's an instruction. It's, hey, do this thing that we like. Yeah. I hate it. It's yeah. so bad. And it's nauseating. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, it when we're makes When we're sick. nauseous, we can't watch it. Yeah. Um... um. And then they're, they get new people in every city, so they're constantly catching, like, really bad camera angles. Um, and I found every time they go into the crowd and they leave ringside, or they go into the back and they leave ringside and they're, you know, it's a false count anywhere match, you see 
every spot telegraphed. You see how yeah. they never come close to hitting each other. It's yeah. just terribly shot. The guys that do it well are like not the shots, but the guys who do the backstage stuff well. And I hate to admit this. You know who makes that shit look amazing? Roman Reigns. He looks like he's actually getting destroyed. And he's actually destroying people when he does that. Everybody else is like pussyfooting around. Yeah. Like I don't know how else to put it. Faffing about. Pussyfoot. <laughs> Faffing about. So, this week. <laughs> I had to explain to my sister this weekend what fapping was. What fapping was? <laughs> Uh, it was such an awesome. Um, fat, 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 fat. Uh, so anyway, as far as the faffing about went, I'm jumping ahead a little. But this week with Kane and Braun, I know everybody loves what Braun is doing. I, I understand. It, that was one of the things that made me think of it. When they were yeah. going out into the crowd. Well, he was, was against Kane. Kane can't do this shit anymore. He's running for mayor. What the fuck is he going to do? Go kiss a baby with a black eye? No. Everybody would be like, why do you have a black eye, mayoral candidate Glenn Jacobs? And he would be like, well, I do this thing called wrestling, and I'm supposed to be like this indestructible demon who raises hellfire. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go with the other candidate. Yeah. Um, But my platform, my platform. Yeah. They they hauled off Kane for a curtain touching him last night. And they shot it that way, too. That's what bothers me. That's what really bothered me. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and bitch about this. Jonathan Coachman should be fired already. He is god-awful. He's terrible. I know he's been out of it for a while. And if I thought it wasn't true, I'd say he hasn't been watching the product. He has been watching the product. He just sucks. He's just terrible. So. Also, he sounds. This is gonna sound extremely racist, and so I'm just gonna preemptively. He sounds white. He sounds like a white guy. Yeah. Not only that, but he sounds like Georgie Caruso from SOA, which is Tom Arnold, by the way. Uh. So I mean, not just like a little bit white. He sounds like a fully white male. Yeah. All right. So that's all I gotta say about Raw, Raw 25, and Raw last night. We went to bed early. I was like, this is not good enough to stay awake for right now. Um, I'll check it out tomorrow. If anything crazy happens, I'll find it. Check check it out. So let's go to the Royal Rumble. Um. Fuck you. I got the picks belt back. Now, I would like to thank Sam and Nikki, Brett and Ethan, for participating in the picks belt competition. And Sugar Dunkerton. He didn't get it in, like, he didn't edit it in time. I sent it back to him. Sugar wanted to. I apologize. I fucked up the doc. I will do it right next time. It's my fault that Sugar didn't I'm get it. I'm still counting it as he did because okay. you fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up. You can chant, you fucked up at me all you want, guys. Mm, trust so, me, I do it on a daily basis. Yeah, really she does. Feel better. Yeah. We chant a lot of things. It's mainly. We are a very chanty family. Yeah. All right, so pre show, blah, blah, blah. Lucha versus 205 Heels. Um, oh, shit. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yes. I have to watch 205 tonight. Yes. Damn it. To see what the hell they're doing with the belt, even though it should be Cedric. Yes. Okay. So there's that. Uh, it was a 205 match. We missed the first part because we were at Michael's buying things. Crafting! Uh, Club versus Revival. Here is the rule. 
If you don't know it, it's a gambling manifesto for Raw and pay-per-views. Doesn't apply as much to SmackDown. Definitely works for Raw. If they get embarrassed on Monday, they're winning on Sunday. So because Revival got beat up by old men, a.k.a. DX, on Monday, Vince had to make them look strong again by having them win on Sunday. So, But it was on the pre-show, so nobody saw it. Yeah, that's the only one I missed from the entire... Yep. Because I have to... Well, and the, and the Rumble. Well, you missed. Ever. As far as easy matches to pick, yeah. yes. Uh, Bobby Roode took on... Who came out for that? It was someone weird. <laughs> I still have question mark on my shit. Shit, who came out for that? Uh... Anyway, it was weird. Bobby won. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was glorious. It has to be. Um, who the hell was it? Oh, it was Mojo. That's right. And I was like, what the fuck? That is- shows you how much we gave a shit. Yeah. Once was. Mojo came out, it was like, oh, God. Oh, okay. I have no interest in this. Um, and I like Mojo as a person. I just don't like him as a wrestler. Yeah. They they should find a office job for Mojo to do because I think he's a great guy. He he's really intelligent. Apparently, he's the youngest person to ever get his MBA or something. Um, real. I think if they booked him differently, it would be okay. Like if you booked him as like a male Bailey. Yeah, but they made him a heel, and it's weird. Yeah, and it just doesn't doesn't work. fit him. Um. Yeah, when he was in Zack Ryder and was just. We don't get hype. We stay hype. He yeah. was fine. Uh, all right. So that leads us to the main show. Usos versus Gable and Benjamin. Went how we thought it would go. Gable and Benjamin got fucking buried. Yeah. Two out of three falls match and they didn't get a fall. Yeah. That's not optimistic looking. Um, now, I'm not saying the Usos aren't great right now. I don't like their characters, but their ring work is... We really loved that jacket. That... Oh, the purple and black jacket the Usos had? Yes. Yeah, take the day one-ish off that WWE shot. I'd wear the shit out of it. I would wear the shit out of it. Yeah, that purple and black jacket we would both wear and rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And we would both look splen- splendid in it. Yes, yes we would. We're big on jackets in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, We're very jacketed. So, Usos, hold on. Seth and Jordan versus The Bar. I don't even know how... This ended, I just knew the bar was going to keep it. Like, because there's no storyline to keep Seth and Jason together. Well, they did this really stupid thing where I think they ran Jason into the ring post or something. And then he went, like, went and pouted or something? No. He fucked up his head really badly. Oh, okay. It was like... So it was like a kayfabe injury angle. Not conscious beside the ring and, like, was being checked on by medical personnel. And then... Stumbling went into the ring, like tagged in, stood there, like couldn't even like open his eyes or get his his bearings. And Seth was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. So Seth tagged back in, and you know Seth was really concerned about him being a good. I still can't wrap my head around babyface Seth. It really bothers me. Also, flame pants. Yeah, those pants were terrible. That those were some heel pants. Those were some ugly ass pants. <laughs> those were some ugly ass first time seamstressing pants. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, except for 
Except for him, though, everyone else's gear looked on point. Yeah, there was some really good gear the entire night over. Yeah. But anyway, so Jason stumbles in, tags in. You know, what was I barely... doing that you watched the end of this and I didn't? I don't know. Was I tweeting? I was probably, probably tweeting. That or playing with your dick. Who knows? <laughs> um, couldn't get his bearings or open his eyes or anything. I mean, so. Cesaro was on the screen. Would you shut the fuck up and let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Tags back in. And, you know, watches to make sure that Jason can get down the steps and not fall and not get hurt. And he's like, man, are you okay? What's going on? Like, And then gets the wrap up and gets pinned. Fair enough. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, AJ versus Ke- Kevin and Sammy opened the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the most indie WWE matches I've seen since the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, it was really good. I wasn't totally in at first. And then they started having a lot of two and a cunt hair kickouts. Yeah. And I was just like, holy fucking shit. You put three guys this talented together, you get magic. So I can't wait to see where this goes. Because AJ pinned Kevin and got the three. But Kevin, Kevin wasn't, wasn't the legal man. man. So we'll have to see where that goes tonight. Although at this point... I don't think they take the belt off him because of what happened in the Rumble. I think AJ holds on until Mania. Um, Brock versus Braun versus Kane was a goddamn waste of time. I don't know what this was doing on the show. Oh no, Brock has to wrestle his five times a year. Get Kane the fuck out of this storyline. There's no point. I miss DID Kane. Yeah, I know. That was your favorite game. It's my favorite game. I, I do miss corporate game being all happy-go-lucky and then just fucking shit up when he put the mask on. That was fantastic. <laughs> my favorite. Um, all right, so... Without corporate game, Kane is just sad. There was something... Oh, I was also going to mention NXT TakeOver. If you didn't watch it, you need to go back and watch all of it. But if you don't have time to watch all of it, the last two matches are everything good about wrestling. Um... Cole and Aleister Black in a hardcore match, or Extreme Rules match, because we don't do hardcore matches anymore. Really cool shit. Aleister, like, refused to use a weapon for half the match, because he's a damn crazy person. And then Andrade versus... You say it, because I always fuck it up and you yell at me. Johnny? Gargano. Gargano. Um, Might be one of the best matches to ever happen in NXT. So... Alright. Men's Rumble. Yes. Better than expected. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, 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 really fucking glad they didn't have Roman win it. I thought they were doing it so long. And really the dynamic at the end, the like two corporate guys versus the two Japanese rebels, because wasn't it? Cena and Roman, and then Finn and Shinsuke. Yes. Yeah, so it was really, really cool to see that standoff. It was so great to hear Philly chant, you both suck. Yeah, when Roman and Cena were supposed to go at each other, they just got you both suck chants. Um, This was a really fun rumble. It was. There wasn't any entrance. I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, that's just... There was a few, I was like, come on, Titus... 
Like I would have you I would have put a couple two oh five guys in there that weren't in the match or that were in the match. Um but Adam Cole was there. That's a huge deal. Andrade was there. Rey Mysterio got a huge fucking pop. Um and he's he did well. Like I thought they were just gonna throw him out real quick and give him the legend pop. Nope. He got to stick around for a minute. He looks good for how long he's been doing this. Like he was hauling ass. So that's good. Um Hurricane came back for a comedy spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kofu spot, you and I called. Yeah, we said he's going to do something with the platter of pancakes. But specifically, I called. Yeah. And it was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Quite fun. Yeah. It'll be a sad day when there's no longer a Kofi spot in the Rumble. Um, That's a day I don't want to think of. I'm trying to think. The only thing I can think of that really, I was just like, really? What a waste. Bray came in and, like, kicked ass for ten minutes. And I don't like Bray, but they were making him look powerful. Yeah. Then Matt Hardy comes in, and they just ignore everyone else to wage the Great War in the Royal Rumble. And then they both eliminate each other. And if it had looked cool, I might have been okay. But it looked derpy as shit. (laughs) That's appropriate for both of them, though. True. But... Basically, I'm trying... When it was Broken Matt, and it was Matt and Jeff on their compound, and dilapidated boats, there was something great about it being derpy. But now, I'm like, okay, you have WWE money. This doesn't need to be derpy anymore. Um, But anyway. Yeah. I am really, really glad Shinsuke won. Yes. I don't know... I'm wondering if Vince had nothing to do with this. Possibly. Because there was no way he would have let a Japan guy go over. But especially with how he's treated Shinsuke the past year, it's just not been a good year. Um, but maybe it was all building to this. I don't Who know. knows? All right. Now let's get to the angry portion. The women's historic rumble. Um. Now, um, I'm going to put this out there. I know a lot of people are saying this was great. And I'm not saying it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It It was not great, though. But it did not do the current talent the justice they deserve. At all. They did credit to one person. Well, maybe two people. They did credit to, like, two or three people made them look good. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That, That Those were the only ones that looked good. So... Sasha was number one. She's one of the ones they treated right. Yes. She was in there for a fucking hour, and she wasn't just laying around. Nope. By the way, if you would do that with Roman, he would get over. Just saying. Um, Becky was in there for a long time. They did her okay. Better than they usually do, Becky. Yeah. Um, Sarah Logan coming in at three was kind of a big deal. I'm, yes, I'm going to go down this entire list because it matters. Mandy Rose, alright, cool. She didn't last very long, but she shouldn't have. This is where the bullshit starts. Lita. Now, do I appreciate what Lita did for women's wrestling back in the 90s? Yes. Do I appreciate she was the hardcore chick that girls wanted to be and guys wanted to be with? Yes. 
Do I need to see her in a ring? Should she be anywhere near a wrestling ring ever again? No. Especially on national television? Absolutely not. She looks drunk every time she's on camera. When she did commentary, I don't remember what it was for. Was it the May Young? Paper, yeah. Yes. She sounded drunk. God, that was awful. I was a train wreck. Yeah, her and JR did not go over well. I was real excited about it, then we heard it. Um, so, Lita, alright. I will give them for Nostalgia Pop. Lita can still, is still athletic enough to get in a ring. And can still do a couple moves. But it did not look good. That moonsault, though. Was, did not look great. Mm. I need to go back and see if that's what her moonsault always looked like, though. Mm. I don't remember, because I'm not a hardcore Lita mm. person. Alright, so there's Lita. Six with Kyrie Sang. Glad to see her up in the Rumble. That was cool. She had a good couple spots. Tamina, no one cared. Yeah. Dana Brooke got to eliminate Kyrie Sane. Pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Kyrie was only in for four minutes. Yeah. And Dana threw her right out. Yeah. Now, power struggle, I get it. Like, Dana, it Dana is beefier sense. than Kyrie. Yeah. But you're putting your winner of your historic women's tournament and getting her thrown out in two seconds? Come on, people. Um, next one, Tori Wilson. Another legend pop. I get it. Don't love it. I, I understand why she was there. Meh. All right. Sonya Deville, cool. No problems there. Liv Morgan, she's current. No problem there. Molly Holly. Unless you were hardcore and that... I just realized that's a pun because she used to run with Hardcore Holly. Didn't mean to. Unless you are super into wrestling history and specifically women's wrestling, you don't know who the fuck Molly Holly is. Lita and Tori had some mainstream modeling and some attention. Yeah. No one knows who Molly Holly is. And I'm not taking away from what she did. She was fantastic in what she did. But... Man, like, come on. Why is Molly Holly there? Um, And I'm sure people are going to tear us to shreds on this that are more into women's wrestling history than we are, and that's fine. You can do that. I feel like they had enough girls in the Mae Young. Women. uh, Enough women in the Mae Young and in NXT that they could have filled out these 12 spots with less nostalgia pops. Um, Lana. Then right after Molly Holly and Lana, we get Michelle McCool. All right. Undertaker's wife. I get it. She looked rough. Yeah. She looked like the meth. Not she, even once. Posted. She looked like she's been digging Undertaker's holes for all his souls. Like just grave digging, staying up till 3 a.m. It, she looked like it she didn't looked. look great. Now, this is the era of women's wrestling I missed. She was a huge deal in women's wrestling. But again, never had that mainstream attention. Because um, she was in that downswing of wrestling where nobody was watching it. Uh, she had the most eliminations, and that bothers me. It does me too. Five eliminations for a legend. You can give them one. Even two if it's like a joke spot. But I don't get giving her five. Because she came in and like cleaned house. Ruby Riot, she looked good. We love Ruby. 
she's she's the future of that division. Um, this next one was useless. Vicky Guerrero. Oh. I get having a comedy spot, but it needs to be way shorter. She should have gotten in, and they should have Santinoed her, and immediately threw her out. No one should have stopped. No one should have paid any her any attention to her shrill voice. They should have immediately... This is where you have Michelle do it. Have Michelle immediately go over, punch her in the face, pick her up, throw her out. Yeah. Boom. Done. Um... 57 seconds was too much Vic, Vicky Guerrero. It was too much Vicky Guerrero. Alright, Carmella. Carmella has the money in the bank and they're treating her like shit. Yes, they are. She got ignored this whole match. She, it says she was in 18 minutes, but she didn't eliminate anybody. Yeah, but no one remembers her being there. Yeah. Um, fuck Natty. You don't want to know how long Natty was in. Um... Kelly Kelly, not my era, but apparently she was a big deal. But didn't get any elimination, so I'm cool with that. Naomi had the Kofi spot. That was fun. It was great. Took a while, but was fun. It was really great. Kofi spots take a while, too. So, um, Jacqueline, I didn't hate this because I've seen her wrestle recently, and she still looks good. Like, she still can go. Nia Jax... I like they didn't play up the Nia's just a monster. How will they ever defeat her? No one can throw Nia over the top rope like they do with Big Show. That was appreciated. Just, you know, she's a monster. She's a beast. This one I was proud of. Ember Moon looked really good, even though she was only in for six minutes. But she was also injured. Yeah. And she looked like she did everything. She did a one-armed eclipse, and it looked great. Beth Phoenix, um, only in for two minutes. That was disappointing. 25, Asuka, obviously, had to be there. Um, Mickey James, she's current roster, cool with that. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, back-to-back spots. I would have spread that out more, personally. And I may not have made them that relevant. Yeah, I don't think I would have. I, I don't know if they're coming back. If they are, it would make sense. If they want a Mania tag against somebody. Which is probably where this is heading. Um, but Nikki eliminated four. And then Brie eliminated two. So. Brie came in. Then they hate Bailey now. They they, they are so done with Bailey, And I need them to just release her back to the indies. So she can come be with people who love her. Because they are wasting her so hard. They really are. Um, it's depressing. She was looking thick as fuck in uh-huh. those trunks, though. Yeah. Uh, she got eliminated by somebody surprising. I was like, really? Like, that's who throws her out? I can't. You were not happy. I was, I was upset. Was it Sasha? It was Sasha. Yes. Because they're buddies. So we might be going towards Sasha Bailey for Mania, but then Bailey was on main event this week, which is terrifying for her. Um, and then thirty, this is the legend pop I'm most okay with. Trish Stratus, um, she she deserves 
a lot for getting it away from the bra and panties matches and making a real storyline while doing the bra and panties matches. So, here's my thing. Yeah. 30 entrants. Mm-hmm. Nine of them. You want non-current rosters, not counting NXT, right? Hold up. Or do you already know? Already know. Mm. 30 entrants. Nine of who are like long time retired. Yeah. And then other than the nine, I think it's just Bree and Nikki who weren't current roster. Yes. So over a third are not currently signed with the company. Are not currently signed with the company. And nine of them are long since retired. Imagine having nine nostalgia pops in the men's rumble. People would lose their fucking shit. About what a waste of time it was. Yes. But it's the women, so it's okay. Yeah. You had, how many women were in the Mae Young Classic? 32? 32. And... 31 of them were all completely valid. You could have had those women. You could have had NXT women. You, oh, good God. It just, I I don't have a problem having a a nostalgia pop. But having nine retired nostalgia pops and then two who aren't on the current roster pissed me the fuck off. Because it just wastes everyone's time. Men's Rumble had two nostalgia pops and one not really a nostalgia pop because Rey Mysterio. He still wrestles, just not in the company. Yeah. So the only nostalgia pop was Hurricane. Yeah. And he still wrestles, just not in the company, just not to the same level. So Um, it just... Two nostalgia pops versus nine. It... Felt disrespectful. It was. It was so disrespectful. Now, I, I understand for people like our friends I'm currently thinking of, uh, I get it. They This was amazing to them. And I, I totally understand where they're coming from. They don't have the gaps I do, or they've gone back and filled in those gaps with some of these people. I understand completely if you thought this was great. But where the fuck was Piper? Where the fuck was Tony Storm? How the fuck can you tell me Vince doesn't want Tessa Blanchard on his main roster. It's it the story's right itself. Candace LeRae is it's signed, signed yep. to the fucking company. And, she and you there. don't have her in the rumble, but you have nine legends. Here's what I can be thankful for. No Ellsworth. I would have taken an Ellsworth if we got a, an actual woman. Um no Ellsworth and no the, I feel like the person who should have won won. I, I agree with that sentiment. But every time I feel like they're taking a step forward. They go backwards. They halt all of that progress. Yep. Every time. And reverse it. Every goddamn time. And we're not even to the part you're angriest about. It just... <laughs> it irks my asshole to no end. That they fuck the women over like this. Yeah. Yep. It's, um... Now, am I glad it happened? Yeah, it was about damn time. 
am I glad that this is setting up things for the future? Absolutely. But was this particular rumble something I would show people to be like, this is why you need to care about women's wrestling? Not a fucking chance in hell. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> now, let's get to what happened next. Y'all, I'm warning you, Kat's about to lose her fucking shit. She already has a headache, so it might be muted. But y'all should have seen it on Sunday. You probably did on Twitter, to be honest. Um, Asuka has a chance, as the winner, to pick a champion to fuck with. And obviously Asuka is a valid threat to anyone she wants to fight. Yes. She's a wrestler. I thought the top of the game as wrestlers was championships, right? Yes. That That's the idea. I'm following this properly, right? Yes. This is the kayfabe idea. Yeah, I'm going to get the big boy belt. I want to be AJ Styles because he has the belt, so I want to take it off AJ Styles. Yes. Right. That's I how, want the big boy That's belt. how it works for men. Now, apparently for women, we just sign a famous woman... And have her walk out in a legend jacket and point to a sign. And our new big star is going to ignore the belts and go fuck with that chick who's never been in a ring on TV. I... You hated her before. Hated her before. And now... I always hated Ronda Rousey. Always. Even back when she was relevant in MMA. I hated yeah. her. Um... I really hated her when she talked about almost committing suicide. So you did read the article. From losing a fucking match. Without going into gobs of detail and backstory and everything, I've got my fair share of mental illness. Doug knows his fair share of people with mental Mm -hmm. illness. It's not something to fuck around with. You know, this is It's not something to take lightly. It is, is not... I, I will not, say this particular comment is from 2016, but that doesn't make it better. It's not storyline. <laughs> you know, it's not okay to just say, oh God, you should go kill yourself because, you know... Just kill yourself because your hairline sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it was inexcusable then. It's even more inexcusable now. I get shit happening and falling apart. I I don't necessarily think she shouldn't have fallen apart from losing. That's perfectly fine. But going, I contemplated suicide because I lost a match. Oh, and it gets worse. That's the only reason she didn't do it. Y'all, if you haven't seen the article, it's on ESPN. Um, I... If you like Rhonda and you're related to mental illness, I would advise you don't because it's going to ruin her for you. I didn't hate her. I did, I hated her before. And I it took can't me to a whole now. new level now. of despise. Now here's my thing. But let me answer your question because okay. I didn't. The thing that kept her from it is she saw her boyfriend, mm-hmm. who is now her fiance, I believe, married. She, oh, they're they're now married. Yeah. August, I think. And said... I looked it up the other night. (laughs) I have to have his babies. So, here's the thing. If she, honest to God, had mental illness, that's one thing. But that response is not, I, honest to God, have mental illness. That response is, I faced adversity. 
I didn't come out on top, so I'm going to stomp my feet. And, oh, wait, no, there's something pretty and shiny, and I'm going to yeah. completely forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Yep. Now it, it demeans everything that anyone who actually has mental illness goes through. It demeans anyone who's actually struggled. It demeans anyone who holds themselves to any kind of standard. And it pisses me the fuck off. It should. So I remember that, reading that two years ago, the day the article was published. I was like, the fuck? So I have very legitimate reasons Especially for despising now. this yeah. bitch. Um, but now. then you give me Shayna goddamn Baszler winning against Candice LeRae. In the May Young. In the May Young because, oh, we've got to push her. And they're her still pushing her on NXT. she's a four-horse woman of MMA. She's not good. And it started to piss me off because she's not. She's terrible. Guys, if I wanted to watch MMA. I'd watch MMA. I'd watch UFC. I have watched UFC. I have watched Yeah, I don't enjoy it. There is a certain appeal to beating the shit out of each other. But professional wrestling and MMA are not the same fucking thing. Yep. They are vastly different. Yep. That's why Brock Lesnar looks bad in ring. Is because they are vastly The difference different. is... He's at least transitioned fully. Brock can throw a motherfucker around. The guys can get away with more just, I'm going to punch you in the face and then throw you over my head. That That's something that happens in guys wrestling. Yes. In women's wrestling, that is not, you can't do that. Yes. So to make them badass, you have to hamstring the other people's movesets... And then the MMA badass chick can pull off all of her submissions. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a submission wrestler. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the best in the world. But you know the difference between Zack Sabre Jr.? He's actually a goddamn wrestler. Yeah. And he's talented. And he's trained. And he knows what the fuck he's doing. He has experience. Ronda Rousey has never stepped foot in a wrestling ring. Not in any professional manner. She's only trained. Um, Why and she's the only fuck been training for like eight months. Am I supposed to take her as a credible threat, first of all? Yeah. Second of all, I don't give a fuck that she's famous. Alright, so. Any other green little girl who walked in off the street and said, eight months ago, I took my first bump, let me go after Asuka at WrestleMania? Would be laughed out of the goddamn building. Yep, but she's but, famous. Oh, Ronda Rousey's famous and mainstream. Let's push her not to just famous, in. but mainstream famous. That's it, the issue. This shit fucking pisses me off to no end. I have no goddamn desire to see that bitch in a ring. Y'all, she has I, no chill about this. I so have don't even no try. goddamn desire to believe her as a credible threat in any. Shape, fashion, or form. I need Shayna Baszler off my goddamn TV. And I need Candace LeRae's. And Leva Bates. And I need fucking Darcy Dixon's. And Nicole Savoy. I need Tony women Storm. who can actually fucking wrestle in a wrestling ring. But you give me Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and any other generic ass bitch off the street who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. All you're asking for is to have your good wrestlers get injured. Put Bailey back in the ring. 
Becky back in the ring. Stop giving them these bullshit spots. Take Natty out of the fucking ring because that bitch is green as fuck despite the fact she's been there for 40 fucking years. <laughs> uh, all right. And okay. I'm, I'll Rowdy Piper would be pissed off if he knew what they were doing with this. So, okay. I'm, Rowdy did give her the nickname. Yes. I will get. I will give him that. So I'm I'm cool with that nickname. With the nickname, I'm not cool with stealing the shirt as your first shirt. Prove it. Prove you deserve to have his font because Rowdy Roddy Piper is one of the best of all time, and the only reason he's not more well known is because he didn't take any shit. He wasn't gonna fucking cover for you and do steroids and look good. He hated feuding with Mr. T. He thought it was dumb as fuck. He was a real wrestler. Why the fuck would he be behind this? And his kids gave Ronda his jacket to wear. While that's a very sweet callback and a tribute, I get it. But fuck you, bitch! Here's what I will give Ronda one thing. I won't give her shit. She is a wrestling fan. She does know her shit. and Even that's fu- yeah that's fine but, i don't okay. have a problem with having these celebrity spots here's the difference and we talked about this the other day and i'll cover it because you're ah, i'm giving you a chance to chill Stephen amell teamed up with neville against comic book villain stardust Stephen amell didn't have to be taken seriously no gronk Fucked up Jinder Mahal before gender, in... before gender was relevant. Yeah. Beautiful. Didn't have to be taken seriously. Drew Carey, Donald Trump, go through the celebrity list. None of them had to be taken fucking seriously. None of them got a big boy push. Now, the problem is, Rhonda is going against, and as much as I love Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte and Becky, literally the best wrestler they have. In... One and I'm the, supposed to believe it. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Not one of the best female yeah. wrestlers. One of the best wrestlers. I've seen Asuka do shit. In the world. I've seen Asuka do shit I don't think anyone else can do. And it's um, supposed to be credible? Yeah. Now Asuka's gonna make her look amazing. Yes. She will. There's, because that's the type of... Person rep- Asuka that's, is. That's the athlete she is. But this bitch has not earned it. And it... It, um, it, oh god, it just Here here's where my rage comes in. And Nia Jax tweeted this, and I agree with her a hundred billion percent. Cool, she's here. Let's just ignore what just happened. Because that's what it felt like. They made this entire fucking thing irrelevant because Rhonda showed up. If you really wanted to make her relevant and wanted her to feel like a wrestler, you should have put her in the goddamn rumble. Yeah. But you know why you didn't? Because she's not fucking ready. My other bitch here um, is, and I got in a huge argument on Twitter about this last night, but I'm going back to what I said on Raw 25. About November, the rumors started popping. Ronda signed, Ronda signed, Ronda signed. It's a matter of time before she comes out. Ronda signed, Ronda signed, Ronda signed. So I knew this was coming. Yes. 
Everyone knew this was coming. We that is a wrestling fan. We were so excited fan. when she didn't come out at number 30. Yeah. We were like, thank fucking God They're no They're not going to fucking screw everyone. Now. Over. We're not going to have this happen. And then if that rumor hadn't come out, whoever is leaking shit to the dirt sheets, stop it. It makes it so boring. If you... Here's the thing. And I said this last night on Twitter. I'm going to say it on the show for anyone that doesn't have Twitter. Vince has had, for safety reasons... To handicap the movesets. He's had to hamstring all the shock, all the awe. Not that they don't still do amazing shit. But you're never going to see a double moonsault out of Ricochet on WWE programming. It's too fucking dangerous. Um, You're not going to see stuff that we see in the indies that we're like, oh my god, how are they not dead? TJ Boss's bump will never happen in WWE. I get it. I don't know that we'll ever get a... uh... Ring post, um... Hard way break again? No, over the over the ring post. Oh, uh, not, a, not until Ricochet is involved. What is the name of that, though? A ring post uh, tope. Thank you. Um, that was the word I could not find. So, I, I don't know. I just wish people would stop telling me. I wanted the Hardys to be a surprise. They weren't. Even though they had an event that morning before Mania that had nothing to do with WWE. They had the Hardy Family Barbecue and you can meet Senior Benjamin and all that shit. But I was like, oh look, they're not, they're not going to Mania. I'm like, bullshit. They're still going to show up because people will care. Um, but if no one had known, if no one had truly known, I would have lost my shit harder than anybody. If Ronda had come out completely unannounced... I would have been shocked. I would have been interested. I would have said, what the fuck is going on? But we've known for six plus months. But it's been such a thing. I don't care. Now, am I going to wait and see if she can cut a promo? Sure. I'm not. Am I going to wait and see if she has any idea what the fuck she's doing in the ring? I'll give her a little bit. I'll give you one match. If she's not ready by SummerSlam... To keep having those Oscar-level matches, then she needs to fucking go. I'm giving her six months. So, on top of all that I'm already pissed off about... Get your asshole off my water bottle. She comes out and does... A, it's a superposed thing anyway to just point at the okay. WrestleMania sign. Wait, let me finish. But she comes out, and I swear to God, it's like the, the bitch has never been in front of a camera... And someone told her, so you have to look intimidating, and you have to look like you mean it, and you have to be scary. It was the most posed, artificial bullshit I've ever... I can walk out into the ring and look more convincing that I'm going after the belt by pointing to the WrestleMania sign than she did. And it was bad. One of the very common tweets I've seen, and there's a Twitter account that is... At WrestleMania sign. Yes. So everyone's like, oh, John Cena's pointing at WrestleMania sign. And WrestleMania sign will respond to that. One of the biggest tweets I've seen is like, hey, if I point at you, can I get a match with Asuka? Because that's what just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... You're, you're mad because it was posed as shit, and it is. But that's part of Mania season. It's stupid. No, I'm it's not... not- I, it's not even when just Roman the way and Cena she, do it. It's bullshit too. It's not just the way she pointed. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the whole idea 
a point to the sign is dumb as fuck. It is. It is dumb as fuck. Because they overdo it. If it was one guy, like, let's just say just Ronda. No one else gets to point at the sign till Mania. It would mean something. But you know what we're going to see on SmackDown, which is starting right now? 16 people are going to point at a Everyone who has a match tonight is going to point at a Mania sign. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, God damn it, guys. But it wasn't just that. It was the fact that it's like she doesn't know what her own fucking face does. And it was like... Yeah. Well, she makes that face all the time. Oh, my God. I see it constantly. Okay. Um, so, that's how we feel about the Rumble. Do I think it was a bad pay-per-view? No. I thought it was pretty strong. I think they made some bad decisions with the women. I really do. I'm sorry if you liked it. Hey, Shinsuke's coming out. Um, but I I just feel like more respect was deserved. There were talented people you could put in those spots. I mean, and it was fucking Philly. It's the hardcore, the hardcore crowd. You know they would have known who those indie folk were. Um, I don't know. It just... Didn't sit right with us, and that's where we stand on... Raw was useless. Rousey comes in with a full-time contract and wasn't even on Raw. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So, there's all that. Is he coming out to talk? Because if he is, I might pause it. So we can Uh, see what this promo is going to be about. I'm going to pause the show, y'all. We'll be back. Alright, and we're back. Sorry, SmackDown started, and it was opening with Shinsuke, and then Kevin and Sammy came out, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're just pausing till the end of this segment. Not that it was any time for y'all, but it was about 13 minutes for us. So, all right. Indeed it was. Uh, so are we done bitching about Ronda? Ugh, never. We'll never be done bitching till she leaves. But we have something better to talk about. Is it Darcy Dixon? It should be Darcy Dixon. Why was Darcy Dixon not an X-16? That's... Oh, God. I, I need Darcy Dixon everywhere in my life. <laughs> um, Alright, so... You know the three people... Four people that I want to take with me everywhere I go? Oh, six people that I want to take with me everywhere I go. Me? No. Shit. Harsh. Alright, I'm ready. Darcy Dixon. Yes. Effie. Yes. Leva Bates. Yes. Candace goddamn Luray. Yes. Cedric Alexander. That's five. Oh, shit. Who was the other one? Mm, that might have been all, and I was thinking six, but it's actually five. Okay, cool. Um, it's probably just five. Yeah. Yeah, I would take the five of them everywhere. Impressive. Everywhere. Yeah. All right. I want, I want them to be my best friends. I believe it. I definitely believe it. All right. PWX, X-16, Night 2. Um, we didn't get to record about it. We did not. And I will admit, it's been a bit, and a lot's been going on. We will do our best. We will do our best, so if we don't remember a whole bunch of spots and stuff, I apologize, but... I don't! It's been a long time. Uh, Tracer X versus David Starr opened the night and the first round, or I second both round. both of them. I love both of them so much, and it was this where Tracer did the really cool spot where he was getting his ass kicked and stood back up in, like, defiance? I believe so, yes. Or was that versus Elijah and the Syndicate? I don't remember. I don't know. Tracer had one of these ultimate, like, karate movie babyface spots where he had been getting his shit kicked in 
for I don't know how long. And he was about to get destroyed. And he stood up, shaking, and threw his ex up yeah. as a fuck you. It was a real Hogan-y type thing. Yeah, but not Hogan-y because... Because it was good. Yeah, because Hogan's up. But I mean, the... But it was a real baby face, badass yeah. move. Um, Tracer versus David. My only regret is David could not also move on. Yeah, I really wanted them both to win this match. Yeah. So, I understand if David's moving away from a look-at-it comedy-type David. Yeah. That's fine. Your character has to evolve. Um, but I do miss that. Yes. I, I, I love Serious David, but I also really loved Comedy David. So David's really, really ridiculous at wrestling. He's really, really ridiculously good. Yeah. But, like, Davey wrestling is appropriate. Like, he's so good. He is so good. Um, and Tracer is not, a, not anything to scoff at, especially for, you know, his younger, do I need to pause again for New Day? I mean, Are we good? it's New Day. So. Yeah, but I don't see microphones, so I think they're just coming out for Kofi's match. Okay. Um, throwing pancakes and pouring bootios. Hi, Elvis. So, I have... A gender didn't even get an entrance. He's got some creepy-ass nips. Yeah, he does. They're, like, pouty. Okay. How do you have pouty nipples? Kofi's oh my literally God, the no only one, got one an who got an Kofi. intro. And then Rusev's got itty-bitty nips. Uh-oh. Hold on. Daniel Bryan's on. Pause not... the show so they don't have to hear the feedback. I was not expecting that. Hold on. Alright, cool. Um, sorry. I was not expecting them at the entrance of a match to cut to a Daniel promo. Well, that's what you get for expecting things. Yeah, SmackDown's done a really good job of... Keeping it different! Well, going back to what made Attitude Era work, and that there would be one storyline that was the basis of everything else, and everything else kind of revolved around that one central point. So... I like it. I like what they're doing there. Even though not all of the wrestling is who I prefer. Um, but anyway. I also just want to hang out with Kofi. I don't need to carry him around with me at all times, but I need to hang I w- out with him. I would him. hang out with Kofi and his kids. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, David and Tracer. Awesome. Great match. Um, one of the best matches of Night 2, to be honest. So, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I know it's going to be a very unpopular uh, opinion, not between you and I, but generally speaking, didn't love night two. Yeah. Night one was such a high high. Yep. Even with the parts we were angry about. And night two just didn't meet that bar. Didn't get yeah. didn't get there. Yeah. Um I agree. I think a lot what's interesting, a lot of our crew that we hang out with, um and not just like our super close friends, but some of our more acquaintancy friends. More acquaintancy friends that we just see at PWX and don't talk to in between. Um, they kind of agreed with us. I'm surprised as many people were as glowing as they were about Night 2. It's not... Not that it was bad. It's not that it was bad. Yeah. But by, by other standards is what I will say. Yeah. I will say by PWX standards... It wasn't great. It was pretty bad. I think I think we've run into this a few times with PWX. 
the bar gets set so fucking high for them. When there's one that's lower than that bar, you're like, ooh. It shows. Now, I will admit some of them, if you go back and watch them again, aren't as bad. Like some I thought were real, real bad from this past year weren't that bad when I rewatched them. It was just like, okay, bad bad atmosphere, bad time and place, this match killed the crowd, something like that. Yeah. But... But night one was such a high, high. Yep. There were surprises. There was good wrestling. There was yeah, everybody was super nice. Yeah. Night two just didn't live up to it. And I, I get with a tournament that's really hard to maintain that. Um, but it, I think it was even that much more noticeable. You know what I though? think didn't help? The venue change. Yeah, it, it was odd. But. I'm- I don't get the same... I know Cabarrus is home right now. I don't get the same energy at Cabarrus we get other places. Um, I don't know if that's just me, but... It is It is a very different feel at Cabarrus yeah. than it is at And I, I, it's, I don't think it's in a positive way for me. For some people it is. For me it's not. Um, but yeah. Uh, but like I said, I know it's hard when you've got a two-day tournament to, to keep up that level. Um, and it wasn't a bad... It wasn't a bad day by other standards, but by PWX yeah. standards, it wasn't good. And so, in comparison to an extremely good PWX show the night before, yeah. it kind of fell that much flatter. If this had been like... Just a plain monthly show, it would have been all right. It would have been like, eh, it's, you know, not the best I've seen, not the worst but, I've seen. Um, but in comparison to night one, it's, it was kind of shockingly bad. Yeah. Okay. That way. Yeah. I get it. Um, I think part of the problem was the matchups everyone really wanted to see were too early. Yes. Um, there is no reason... You couldn't have given Drake or Juice the bye. Yep. There was no, there was no reason to give Corey that. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um. But Corey got the bye. So, anyways, that leads us to Elijah versus Harlem. Um. You could tell they knew each other well, and I appreciate that when two guys who used to travel together and. You know, make the drives, hashtag workhorsemen, all that stuff yeah. together. Are back together. You, you see a special little, like... There's an energy to it. There's an energy to it. There's a twinkle in their eye. Yeah. They have some plans. It was good. Um, but Elijah obviously didn't listen to how much we loved him not cheating on night one and went right back to his bullshit on night two to defeat Harlem. Yeah. Well, no one, I don't think anyone thought Elijah wasn't going to win that match, come hell or high water. Yeah, well, Elijah was going to try to win the tournament, come hell or high water. Yeah, I don't think that anyone was, was going to, I don't think anyone in that but, place, including Harlem, thought Harlem was making it past that match. Really? I feel like Harlem, other than Drake and Juice, probably had the best chance to take him down. Not he didn't have a good chance just given the the storyline that Elijah's had and given what Elijah's done. Yeah. I I would love for Harlem to have won that match. Yeah, but fair enough. But I mean It wouldn't have made 
a lot of sense. Why would Elijah not have called out the entire syndicate? Exactly. Yeah. When he's got an entire army behind yep. him and isn't afraid to cheat, there was there was no way. Yeah. All right. So this leads us to one of the best things that happened in the tournament. But again, something I thought should have been maybe a semifinal. I understand not making it the finals. I totally can wrap my head around that. I don't understand why it was a second round match. Um, and you knew this ahead of time because. Because I have friends in high places. Because Kat is friends with everybody. Also, why you now own a kendo stick. Yes. Uh, James Drake versus Juice Robinson. Speaking oh. of, I, I thought someone was breaking into the house a while back and I was like. The only weapon I have in my immediate vicinity is a kendo stick. It would throw them off. Right? I was like, I just gotta hope that I can fuck them up fast enough. Yeah. That I can get to any other actual weapon. Well, if they had a gun, you could whack it out of their hand and take it from them. Yeah. Um, It was a weird moment, though. So anyway, Drake versus Juice. Was great. Fantastic. Everything I wanted and more. Um, But you're right. It should have been much later. It should have been... The stakes would have been so much higher. Yeah. There would have been so much energy to it. It would have been like, oh my god, are they really going to let Juice win this fucking thing? They flew him from Japan, and then Drake gets him. The yeah. hometown boy gets the outside town. That, that's a story you don't tell in the second round of any tournament. No. Um, I don't. And if Juice had needed to catch a flight, or Juice had been leaving early, or whatever, I understand. But he wasn't. He was yep. he was there as late as we were, and you slept in the car, and I recorded his show. So, um, Juice is so fucking nice, y'all. Like, yeah, I, I cannot say enough times how wonderful he was. And super cute. Yeah. Uh, Drake did a little spot where Juice wasn't put enough power behind his shit at the beginning. And it's like, welcome to the Carolinas. Hit the ropes again. And then really shoulder blocked him. And from then on... We were back to Ass Kicker 16. Yeah. It was great. It was so good. I think I've decided, while stuff like Osprey Ricochet, Finesse Wrestling, is amazing, I like it better when you can combine Finesse and Ass Kicking. When it's just one or the other... Finesse Kicking? Finesse Kicking. Yes. That's my favorite type of wrestling. Finesse Kicking. (laughs) Um... But but Drake is a good example. He can do a moonsault, he can move, or he can just punch you in the goddamn face. He can do both. And I enjoy that. That's something I really enjoy, the guys who can do everything. Juice is the same way, too. So I really... This was probably my dream matchup when we saw the entrance, and I'm glad I got to see it. I just wish it had been later. That's all. Alright, um, PWX Championship, Henry versus Mercury. Oh, I forgot to mention, after the first match, we had a John Schuyler promo. Yes. Um, John, um, acted like he was retiring. Yeah, it was It really got weird. dead. Like, you could have heard a pin drop yeah. dead. Because we thought he was, like, legit hurt. We're like, the fuck? Seriously? Well, it... It was, is he retiring? Is, is he, he hurt? Is, is he, he signed? The company? Yeah. 
it was real ambiguous what was going on, and he was real emotional. And it felt like a goodbye. It did. And then we never really got what it was. It was just... And then Corey came out and made it even weirder. It was real uncomfortable. Now, I will say, I'm glad... When Corey's music hit, I did feel a sense of relief. Because then I knew it was just a story. Because as much heat as I've had with John Schuyler in the past, honestly, he's been a really nice guy lately. Yeah. And on top of that... I never want to see somebody go out for good. I never want to see somebody, like, until it's time. And he's still a younger guy. Like, I know he's been riding the roads and done over a thousand matches and shit. But I would hate to see that guy's career over before he got everything he deserved. And I don't think he has yet. I Um, agree with that. So Yeah, I I really could have done without Corey coming out, though. With Country Jack, too. Well, and then like admit you're this broken man because of me whatever and then so Skyler admits it and Corey keeps going it and he's like you didn't Corey admit it you didn't admit stupid. it I mean and I think Corey is stupid yeah. but I mean it makes him look stupid it makes the promo weak it makes the storyline weak and it just well it, it beats a long since dead horse and I'm sorry they should have been done after that unsanctioned match Trying to resurrect this. I needed it to be done before we got to the unsanctioned match. We got the unsanctioned match. We're like, finally, we got the big payoff. And then Gunner and Brady came out. And now you're resurrecting it. I'm fucking done with this story. Yep. Like, long since done. I don't need this story. I know there are plenty of other people that are fucking tired of this storyline. Please, God. Shoot it in the head and bury it behind the barn at this point. Here's my thing. And I know I know there's a couple directions they can go. I don't give a shit. I'm bored. Unsanctioned should be your last result. Yes. And you should never keep going with a feud after that. Because now you're gonna tell me you're gonna sanction a Texas bull rope match. Yeah. You're gonna sanction a Whatever the fuck they come up with for them to do. Like, I'm out of ideas. Uh, That's the thing. uh, John Schuyler's girlfriend on a pole match. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing is going to matter. And it's just, where do you go from here? Hey, you should have got number one finger. This this storyline is so, so very dead. Yeah. And I'm so, so very tired of it. And again, and not I, even a oh, it's a heel it's, versus face thing. It's just boring at this point. If it's helping them on DVDs or something, I so, don't see how somebody it can tell be. me it's told better on there than it is live. Where the fuck? I get that Corey fucked with John Skyler's girlfriend, but I'm sorry, I still don't fucking care. I mean, I hope she's okay. I'm sure she is, because you know, kayfabe and, and shit, but. <laughs> Protect I the business. I don't fucking care about the storyline. Yeah, I know. I'm done with the storyline. I know, most line. of us don't. It's boring. Um, it's... Like, who gives a shit that they're that, not bros anymore? I'm sure everybody's like, holy shit, they're shit-talking PWX. But guess what, y'all? We, we get credit for being honest. This shit needs to be done. Yes. Um, I, I understand you brought in Country Jack 2.0. Cool. Oh. Give Corey his faction... And have him go run around with his little dirt 
cadets and <laughs> and I actually like Gunner and I don't know Brady but he's been good the couple times I've seen. I him. don't have a problem with Corey but, having this, but this storyline with Skyler has got to be. It's got to go away. It's got to be done. I mean it. It is making it so that it is not enjoyable to go to PWX knowing that this is going to happen. It's like well, and not just that. It's a major section. Yeah, it, we it, need it, it to be quicker. It is what we would call if we were watching this on WWE. A piss break match. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't care Except about this. I don't need life. to piss for half an hour. Um, so, yeah. We're, we're super checked out on that. I, please. Please. Guys, I, I love y'all so much. Patrick and Brian, We, you know we love you. But I hope y'all have a fucking plan to get out of this feud. I hope y'all have a plan for Rise of a Champion. Because after... This, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Not that I should doubt y- y'all, because you've always delivered on Rise of a Champion, but it's... It's definitely cause for I, concern. I have some concerns. Uh, Henry versus Mercury wasn't bad, but I think it was in a weird spot. It was spot. an extremely weird spot. It was in a weird spot, and... I like Joey Mercury. I think he knows what he's doing. For how long he's been doing it, he is rocking his look. Like, mm-hmm. abs for days. For days. I was impressed by that. He's still in shape. He's still ridiculously He came out in a juice good. shirt. Yeah, he did come out in a juice shirt. Um, this match was not bad. It went all over the place. You know, it was a this sounds awesome situation for us. Yeah. We don't follow him around when they start beating the shit out of each other other places. Nope. But here's my thing. I love Anthony so, so much. Really do. He's a great champ. He can go with anybody. That's fine. And I understand an open challenge. But it didn't... But why the fuck is Joey Mercury coming? Yeah, it didn't quite make sense. Um, when it's Sammy Callahan, I've had that belt. I want it. Cool. When it's Freddie Ahai, we have problems that evolve. I want your belt. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I get it. When it's Joey Mercury, sure, he's cool. Wasn't didn't seem to be a bad dude, but I, I had no interest in this. I I literally think I spent the whole time talking to Sam about. I think this was also one of those matches where no one was surprised by the outcome. No, because Joey Mercury is not coming in before Rise of a Champion and stealing the belt. Yeah, so I mean that was. <sighs> Yeah, While I can it's... appreciate that it was a good match, don't pretend like it's the belt actually on the line. Because no one thought yeah. Joey Mercury was walking out with the belt. Yeah. Exactly. Just say, hey, we've, we've got a guest guy coming in and he's going to fight Anthony. Yeah. That, that used to be the problem with Cedric. Is they would bring in a guest and as good as Cedric is, you're like, there's no way in hell they're putting the belt on anyone but Cedric. Yeah. Until it fucking happened. Because, I, I don't know if you know this... They had a four-way, and it was Cedric, Ricochet, Caleb, and Skyler. Cedric was the first guy pinned. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, people collectively lost their shit. Understand. Um, and again, love Anthony. Love the real champ, Amber, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, Amber um, is the real champ. But you gotta give me a story, y'all. And this Drake stuff is good. But you gotta give it to me all the time. You can't tread water to get to the story. 
which is what it felt like. Is that so? All right, Elijah versus Tracer. Um, it was good. They've obviously known each other a long time. Elijah cheated to win again because Tracer's awesome. So while you're pulling up whatever you're pulling up, I'm just deleting the stuff we've talked about. That's fine. One of those carryout insurance commercials just came on again for Domino's. Yeah. What? What the fuck has happened? What moron has <laughs> not been able to get his pizza home safely? That is. That I'll tell this you, had to happen. I'll tell you the only time it would have been helpful for me. You ready for this? I'm ready. In college, when I didn't have a car. And you would have to wheel back. And I was wheeling with a pizza. Brizel oh, goes on TV. Fashion Files. Hold on, folks. <laughs> so many pauses. Man, SmackDown is making us, like, have to pay attention this week. I love that the Ascension is with Brizongo. It's like the most adorable. Like... I hated it at first, but now I kind of love it. Okay, Just so I don't I hate know if Ascension. this term is racist or not. Like ragamuffin tag team. How is that racist? I didn't know if it was. I didn't know if it was one of those things that had been stolen and become racist because I knew it was. Fashion like, Files. Segment. Fashion Files is the Isle of Misfit Toys. It, they are, and yeah, it's really and it's cute. Great, and I like it. I like they were doing Twitter Q and A, and Breeze was like. Got a question from Twitter that was, what conditioner do you use? He's like, that's, that's a great, great question. question. And then didn't answer and then it. Just <laughs> moved on. <laughs> but I started always. to answer afterwards. So, um, I mean, but great. Great, yeah. great, great. Good times. Okay. Good times. I'm not going to listen to a Uso promo right now. Um, all right. So that leads us to Drake versus Hollis. This is a question of style. Yes. Um, I personally. Drake has it. Corey <laughs> Drake has it. it. Corey does it. <laughs> this, but my style thing here is I don't like Hollis's style that he's best at. Um, which is why I'm not a huge fan of Hollis. Do I think he's bad in any way, shape, or form at yes. the art of wrestling? <laughs> oh. No. I think he's pretty good. But I don't like the super old school stuck in the Four Horsemen era. I'm going to punch your knee for 30 minutes and then I'm going to put a submission on it. Yeah. There's a time and a place for that. The semifinals of a tournament is not it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that either. Um, you hate it when it's a knee spot. It, I'm I amazed you made it through this match. Because of my, my own knee injuries. And yeah, it, it physically makes me... I'm anxious. amazed with how close you are with Drake. And... Your knee stuff. You made it through most of this match. You only started getting squirmy at the end. Yeah, like it, it physically makes me nauseous to see so. that stuff. Um, and it's not like I'm a, a queasy person. I don't no, eat blood and platelets and plasma. And... Why is our SmackDown putting graphics over the screen tonight? They just know, put a jail cells. cell over the penitentiary. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work with kids, so I've seen all manner of bodily fluids. Like, I'm not a queasy type person yeah. until you start fucking with someone's knee. And yeah. then I'm like, Bleh. Yeah. Alright, so... But I mean, my knee is dislocated while I've been standing before, so I have reason for yes. it. Yes. Uh, Drake comes out on top, finally nails Corey, kicks his ass. Thank God. I'm glad Country Jackass 2.0 didn't get involved. Yeah, I was worried been. they were going to, and we we're. I was so upset because I thought we were going to have a Corey Elijah finals. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" You and I me. talked about this. We legitimately would have walked out of PWX and not watched the final. 
Yeah. Match. If it had been Corey Elijah, we would not have stayed. Like, at all. And I, I don't mean that in a, oh, they're both heels and I'm a big baby face. I legitimately have no desire to see that match. Yeah. I, like, I don't I, ever want to see that match. I don't want to see that match. Um, I I'm going to tell you when I saw that match. Line. I saw that match enough. One well, worst case scenario. And Country Jacked 1.0. The real Went at each other a whole bunch. I've seen enough Corey Elijah. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. And I know for a fact the two of us were not the only ones saying we will walk out of this building. Yeah. But thank God Drake won. Yeah. Okay. Next up is my favorite match of night two. As good as Drake and Juice was, this was my favorite nat match of night two. The ITV title scramble. So Chip comes out and is being a douchebag. Bragging, being a shit, shit king. And then... I don't... Who gave him the announcement? Was it Kevin Kelly or Bob? I don't remember. Somebody was in the ring talking to him and said, I think it was Kevin Kelly. And he was like, hey, Probably. by the way, you have a match tonight. Chip's like, cool, who, who wants the shot? Fuck you. And Darius comes out. Yes, he does. Then Mike comes out. Yes, he does. Then Billy Brash comes out. Yes, he does. Then Joe Black and Drew Adler come out. Yes, they do. Then Sugar Dunkerton comes out. Yeah, he does. Then Myron Reed comes out. Yup. All of that. All of that is goodness. Um, so, this was fantastic. It was a great match. Scramble matches are quickly becoming my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Anytime there's been call for a scramble match, there have, there's always been some incredible talent that yeah. we love. Yes. Who can Which work, just means we get more of them. Yeah. Who like, can work yes. with anyone. Um, oh, God. And they're just massively impressive. Yeah. So um, seeing them all work together, it's just great. I could have done without Chip in that match. But he had to be because he had the belt at the time. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. But getting to see more of Myra was good. Sugar versus White Mike is money. Oh, my God. Fucking Throw book it. all the money at Sugar Dunkerton. Right. Like, I, I, can, I could make 50 amazing. matches with Sugar Dunkerton off the top of my head right now. And they're all money. I would seriously just make Sugar Dunkerton fight everybody. Like, the Sugar Dunkerton special, and it's just Sugar fighting everybody's talent at every company. Oh my god, high spots, where are you? Seriously, he is wait, money. Wait, he wait, wait, wait. We need money. We need, we need a, like, 70s-ish name for this series where Sugar Dunkerton's gonna go around to each indie for six months... Fight all their top guys and then go to the next one. That's I want to see this happen. Colt Cabana, where are you? That sounds like something you would make. Let's do this. I'm all in. Okay. Uh, Sugar, we love you. You know that. Myron Reed is still insane. Yeah. Just It's like if Randy Orton had a baby with Ricochet. It's just smooth as shit and he can fly. Yeah. I just wouldn't dye your hair. The, the day of or night before or whatever you yeah. did because um, there was a that cool couldn't have been fun for I don't remember who was in it oh it was Suge and Joe Black and was it Darius doing the millions of dollars or was it Mike 
I don't remember. It sounds more like it, a Mike thing. It was three people doing millions of dollars. I think it was Mike. And Joe got dragged into it and was doing it with yeah. him. Yeah, and then he And then Joe him. was like, boom, and just fucked them both up. Was it a double suplex? Yeah, he double suplexed them. Yeah. And then he just looked at the camera and his little smirk of, hey, too. <laughs> I was like, yes. that That's the Joe Black I want more of. Yeah. Um, I, I, really I, I want charismatic Joe Black. That was fun. Uh, Billy's still good. Mike and Suge with their slow motion chop war. Oh, just I'm telling you, Sugar Dunkerton's money. Yeah, he's a he's a license to print money. Uh, so good, love him. So good. Bring him back all the time. Like if he is not booked, Brian, he needs to be there. He literally is one of the best things we have. So and I mean. That's not taking away anything from the guys that we have and we love. Yeah. Just Sugar Dunkerton is great. He, he's a guy you can put with anybody. He really and work. is. He really is. So, and it, if it won't make sense, he'll make it make sense by the time he's in the ring. Yep. So he can do serious. He can do Fun. comedy. Yes. Yeah. He's money. He's cash money. He's, he's quickly jumping up our rankings. Like, if we had top five indie guy episode, Suge would be in the talks. Oh, yeah. Um, It would be so hard, though, <laughs> to only pick five. We, we might have to do a top ten one time. All right. I'm pretty sure I could do it. You could get down to five, because I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get to our finals, finally. And Elijah versus Drake. Now, there's nothing wrong with this final. The match was great. It, it was what you would expect. Honestly, I'm going to give Elijah a little bit of credit, even though I still hate his ass. His wrestling has gotten so much better. Just his ass? Huh? You just hate his ass? I hate I hate everything he does that isn't his wrestling. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Continuing. Um, so, anyway... This match was great. You could tell they knew each other really well. They were giving each other um, the spots a finals would deserve. Yes. There were some false finishes, some close calls, you know, kind of stuff like that. It was good. It was really, really good. Thank fucking God Drake won. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, One, he deserved it. Two... I don't need Elijah going for the big boy belt. I'm sorry. He's not He's not at that point. It doesn't me. make sense for him. Yeah. He's not there. He might be there by next year, but he's not there now. Um, Drake has been there. He's killed it from the first time you fucking booked him. He's gone with literally everybody. He can do local guys. He can do guests. And they all are a blast to watch. He might be, outside of the Ducklings, the most over thing in PWX. And really, he, yeah. mi- he might have passed the Ducklings recently. I'm not sure, though. I feel like people aren't as into the Ducks as they used to be. I think the Ducks are also in other places, so they have more of a chance to see them. Yeah, that's true. I think Drake is... More localized. More localized, so he's a... Uh... So, but anyways, uh, Drake won, which was an awesome moment. Like, I know we said night two was not the same level. It wasn't, 
But this was a good moment. It was. It was great. We were very, very proud to see him win. Um, not that we had anything to do with it. Hang on. More Daniel Bryan. Okay. Back to the show. And we're almost done, I promise, guys. It's almost a two-hour show, by the way. Um, I knew it was going to be a long one because we had a lot. For once, we wanted to talk about WWE, which was a, which is a rare event for this show lately. So, um, But yeah, so Drake won. It's awesome. He deserves a shot. Him and Henry are going to kill it. Uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. Now... What has been announced for Battlefield X is the PWX Battlefield X match, which is a Rumble. I don't know if you know this about this show, but the Rumble is our favorite type of match in the world. Like, legitimately, it's... I get so excited like a dumb little nerd, and I count down with the TV every year. And I, I I just love it. The Rumble is one of the most fun things in wrestling. It's one of the only times you pay throughout attention. the entire year that we gamble. True, true. We Which, didn't this year because we didn't go yeah, to a party. we didn't have a party this However, year. However, it is next a, year it's a, a plan. Great time to gamble. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, Coach Mikey has some really good. Uh, gambling Rumble stories. Gambling yeah. Rumble stories. It, his crew goes hard. Yeah. They get permanent gambles yeah so um, i actually just just ask your local wrestlers their rumble stories because they have them everyone yeah. has them yeah absolutely all right so anyways we have a 30-man rumble coming up at battlefield x in a couple weeks i'm so fucking excited i just found out i have a four-day weekend that week Woo-hoo! so i will be ready to go we'll have a computer we'll have microphones if anybody's coming in Saturday night, Brian, if you need an extra couch, our house is only about 40 minutes from the venue. So, 100%. Or, actually, we have a bed. Why did I just say couch? We have yeah, a whole couch, extra a bed. Chip day, you are not invited to our house. You are not welcome. Any members house. of Cinder Shit, not welcome at our house. Well, TJ is right now. Because he's hurt, so he can't. Because he he's hurt, and we don't want him. He can't pick me up. So. Yeah. Anyway, but... Um, legitimately, any wrestling fam, I just said fam, I've been hanging out with middle schoolers way too much. Any wrestling family, um, who's, you know, close enough to us to ask if you would like, that it, that offer does stand. We'll make sure you get there on time and all that stuff. Yep. But anyway, on that point, uh, we should wrap this shit up, because I'm fucking starving. There's a commercial about fries on TV, so. Nacho fries. Ooh, nice. That sounds dangerous as fuck. Let's go to T-Bell. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell one story about work, and I'm not going to give any details other than kids being kids. So, somebody was saying the hallway smelled like Chick-fil-A today. Which is a delicious smell. Yeah. Because when we drive over Business 85 coming oh, towards God. the house, it's so there's good. that one spot. Where all the fast food is, and it smells glorious. Where all the fast food is, and it smells so yeah, so they're like, man, why does the hall smell like Chick-fil-A? And so the kid chimes in and is like, that's probably the cafeteria making nachos and stuff. And then like 30 seconds later, well, the other kid's like, wait, I said Chick-fil-A. Where did you get nachos? <laughs> Kids are so I, that, that story, I feel, is safe to tell because it has no details about anything I do. 
but it, it was funny today. I'm like, all right, yeah, I agree with this. So on that note, you can follow us at Sad Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I said Instagram first. I don't know why. You can join our Facebook groups. Uh, we have a Tumblr. It just posts episodes. We have a YouTube that posts episodes. We have Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. We're you know, there. Usual places. Um, do the do the thing. If if you want to help us out, word of mouth is huge. Please retweet us and talk to your friends. Be like, hey. You know that thing when you do a wrestling podcast and you only tangentially talk about wrestling? You mean stupid and delicious? You mean our podcast? Yeah, do we do that? Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, By the way, Shug, if you're listening, we literally do that for everything in our life now. It is a fantastic story. If you missed that story, go back and listen to our interview with Sugar Dunkerton and Kimberly from Indie Customs. They're awesome. Oh, and... um... Just keep Kimberly and uh, Mr. Sleaze in, in your thoughts recently. They're kind of going through. Yeah, there's a lot. The there's a lot going on in wrestling family world. So yeah. just, you know, if you know people need a little bit of help, just let them know. Um, let them know you're thinking about them. It means the world, y'all. Like, we can both tell you going through the tragedies we've gone through lately. Um, it really does. I mean, even wh- just a people notice a message who checks in. Yeah, if you say, "Hey, um, thinking of you," you know. Yeah. So hope you're having a better day. And everyone who did check in with me uh, when you found out about Grandma, thank you for that. I have not said that on air. Everyone who felt awkward about it at the show and didn't want to bring it up but wanted to express your condolences, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Awkward is the only way it could have been done, so it's fine. Uh-huh. On that note, you can follow me at Oznogard, O-Z-N-O-G-R-D, although I haven't really been using it lately. You can follow me on Twitter at Kat Kelpie, K-A-T-K-E-L-P-I-E, or on Instagram at DublinCat, D-U-B-L-I-N-K-A-T. Alright, shalom motherfuckers. I got nothing.
If one thing really means one This club will hopefully Be closed in three weeks That would be cool with me Well, I'm still imagining A dark lit place For your place or my place Well, I'm not paralyzed But I seem to be struck by you I wanna make you move Because you're standing still If your body matches what your eyes can do You'll probably move right through Me on my way to